0: Yo, yo! can you hear me?
1: Yes, I can hear you.
0: I can barely hear you at all.
1: I just, I just got to turn up my my game. Hold on.
0: Uh, there it is.
1: There. Can you hear me better?
0: I can hear you better now. Yes, sir. All right. So, all right. Awesome. All right, cool. We're going to go ahead and get this started. What is going on, everybody? It is your boy, Blue. We are here for Blue's Talks. And I have a very, very special guest with me today, Ogden's very own Dr. Grimm in the house. What up, Grimm?
1: What up? Fashionably late. Fashionably.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Only about 30 minutes. So we're good. We're good.
1: Yeah, that's my bad, man. Yeah, I was actually recording um, for a new track for my album. And then after, I just laid down in my bed, just listening to it, and then I just ended up passing out.
0: Oh, man. I mean, you know, when you put in the hard work, you know, you get tired.
1: <laughs> yeah, kind of. <Sometimes, laughs> you know.
0: at, least, at least that's how it goes for me.
1: It, it comes with older age for me, man. Like, I don't know. I am well, well, 30. I, mean, so I just take naps now, usually. Well,
0: I, I mean, I'm 32, bro, so. Yeah. I don't take very many naps, though. <laughs> I don't have time for that shit, dude. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, man, thank you so much for, for joining. I do appreciate it.
1: Yeah, yeah, no problem, man. Uh, dude, uh, whether you believe what doing, I was looking forward to it, you know, all day today. But, yeah, sorry about being late.
0: <laughs> no, dog, no worries. You're, you're totally fine. As long as you made it, that's all I care about. Um, But what have you been up to, man?
1: Uh, Really just working at my job and just making this album, man. Uh, I've got 17 tracks uh, planned out. Some of them, uh, most of them rough drafts, uh, as you already know. Um, The others, they're just written, not recorded yet. Okay. Um, But yeah, I'm just planning out this album and I have everything all set. For the album, I just have to officially record everything and get it all done.
0: Right, right. I feel that. That's super dope, though. 17 tracks, man. That's a lot of music right there.
1: Yeah, yeah. 17 tracks. Uh, the album's called 22. So I'm going to have 22 tracks on there, but five of them are going to be skits. But oh, okay. Recently, I'm just, um, I think I might just scrap the whole skit bit and then just add more. Uh, songs to there maybe like one or two skits but
0: uh, I think you should have two skits
1: yeah yeah
0: that way you know it plays on the two the two game that you're going with
1: yeah 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 that'll work (laughs)
0: Uh,
1: but like yeah and so this album it's it's a lot it's a lot of processing it's a lot to deal with I haven't made any project in years man um, years. Yeah. I've I've made songs. I've made um you know I've made singles and shit for years, but I've never actually put out an actual project for a long time. So this is
0: That's uh, crazy. Um <clears throat> it's funny because like I'm actually I'm the opposite of that. <laughs> so I've put out like a shit ton of albums like over the years, but then I don't do any singles. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's probably any fault on my part. I think my, my problem is that I like to record way too much, and I write all the goddamn time.
1: Yeah. Um, well, the thing – hold on. Sorry.
0: Anyways, for those who don't know um, – oh, sorry. You're back already?
1: Yeah, I'm back. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> my dog's just being
0: weird. Oh, no, you're good.
1: So, yeah, sorry, go ahead and uh, finish what you were going
0: to say. Oh, I was just going to let the people know, uh, you know, yeah, Uh, welcome to Blues Talks. This is the show where we kind of dive into everything hip hop, but um, definitely expanding here for season two. Um, Season two, we're really diving into anything and everything. Um, So anything that interests you, I definitely want to hear about it. Um, And at the end, we're going to do a big, giant Q&A about how season two went. So definitely looking forward to that. Um, but, um, so Graham, um, so what was the last actual like project you did put out?
1: Oh, man. Uh, let's see. I'd have to say blue, the mixtape.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: That that was back in 2016. That was the mixtape that I had our first collaboration. Oh
0: yeah, that's Uh, right.
1: Yeah. From back. That was a good one. Yeah, we recorded that one in, like, 2013. So yeah. even then, it took three years to actually <laughs> out. You know what I'm saying? It's like, dang, man. Yeah, it's cool. uh You know, hey, it, it
0: happens with the best of us, you know?
1: Yeah. but. This um, oh, sorry. Go ahead.
0: Oh, dude, you're all good. Um, but, yeah, for those of uh, my listeners who do not know, uh, go ahead and just tell us a little bit about yourself and about where they can find your stuff.
1: Um. All right, so, uh, you know, I'm Dr. Graham. Uh, Ogden is my uh, hometown and what I rep, you know, when I'm rapping. And uh, I've been doing this actually for a long time, uh, shoot, since I was 13. And so it's a lot of material to put out. But then again, I've only just put out singles. But uh, yeah, uh, I performed at a Tech Nine six times. Actually, it got to the point where uh, Icy Blue was telling me to stop opening up for him. <laughs> <laughs> as jokes, as jokes, obviously. But
0: <laughs> I mean, it felt like you opened up for him like a hundred times.
1: Yeah, yeah, almost like every year that he came out, you know, um, Ian from uh, the Saltaire, and then the other promoter from the uh, Complex just hit Ice Pickup and it was like, hey, do this show, and we were like, oh, okay. <laughs> so we get tickets, and you know, but yeah, it was like twice a year, pretty much. It was crazy, man.
0: But, uh, you know, if that if that were me, if I were doing <clears throat> if I were doing two Tech Nine shows every year, I wouldn't even perform anymore. I would just do those shows. <laughs> that's do You, uh, that you want to see me live? That's where you catch me.
1: That's that's pretty much how it was too. Like we do a couple bar shows every now and then, but uh. Yeah, that's pretty much our main spotlight was just those Tech Nine shows. And it was cool. Each time was, it was a different experience for sure. But uh, yeah, but after 2018, or yeah, it was 2018, November of, yeah, November of 2018, that was our last tech show that we did. And then I don't think we've gotten a call from them ever since because, opened up for them so many damn times. So.
0: They're like, we're so sick of seeing these guys.
1: Yeah, they were like, <laughs> you, you probably gave them a call. I was like, just stop booking these
0: dudes. I was like, like I called call call them party. up. I was like, look, these guys have had multiple opportunities to like do this. Yeah. My turn.
1: Like, li- li- Leave some room for the other people.
0: Boy. Like, Come <laughs> on, guys. I've got raps, too.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, Actually, know,
0: I still never even got that opportunity.
1: Oh, well, that sucks, man!
0: It does, dude. It, 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 it hurts.
1: You'll get your you'll get your time, man. <laughs> the only reason why I got the tech show is because of Ice Pick, right? Because he has he has those connections and stuff. Am I allowed to swear on here? Or
0: absolutely fucking oh. not?
1: Oh, okay. Well, fuck. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, he's the only one with the connections and all that shit. So, yeah, I still don't know a lick about business at all in the music industry. (laughs) I'm just the man behind the music. I just do the music. That's all I've really ever focused on.
0: (laughs) I feel you. I never was really truly like business oriented until I started doing like my own solo stuff. And I realized I had to like kind of, you know, get in that lane and, and learn how to do that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, and that's how I have to be too, man. Like I have to learn all that stuff and it's not fun. I'm I'm really a reclusive dude, so just the thought of like reaching out and connecting with people is just like
0: ah, you know,
1: I get anxiety a bit about <laughs> just, you know, even thinking about it, you know? I'm just like, man.
0: You know, it's like a uh, it's like a 40-year-old man trying to go back on a dating scene. It's just awkward. Yeah, it's it's uneasy.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's definitely worth it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I uh, for my album, I'm gonna be you know putting it on like all the major platforms like Spotify and oh uh, uh, what are the other Google Play and iTunes. And, you know,
0: hell yeah,
1: all that good stuff. But I'm also gonna have physical copies as well because. I mean, let's face that. I me and you, me and you, were old school. We grew up with the whole CD generation, so we have to have a copy. You know what I'm
0: saying? Yeah, I mean, I feel you. I definitely feel you. I think, um, I think the last time I did, <clears throat> excuse me, the last time I did a physical copy was uh, I think I did uh, my last album, Human Hollow, um, and I think I, I still have uh, copies left. You know, I made those so long ago. Um, so I think I'm kind of, I think I'm done on the actual physical copy train. I still love physical copies and I'll get them when I can. But like for me, I just don't see the investment in it. Like I can see if I maybe like get five, like five copies of it. Yeah. But if I'm ordering like a hundred copies of that shit, like I'm just going to be sitting on those.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Are you still sitting on those copies of, uh, uh, Lyricide?
0: Fuck yeah I am. Do I bought so many of those goddamn fucking things, dude? Oh,
1: man. I still have, <clears throat> I still have my copy that I bought from you.
0: Oh, good. I'm glad you. I'm glad you do.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously. <laughs> I still listen You're to it every now and then, but I did forget about your Skyfall track. I feel really bad about that.
0: <laughs> don't don't even feel bad about it.
1: <laughs> when you sent me the link to that, I was like, "Oh shit, I knew it." Was <laughs> familiar i was like oh
0: man!" <laughs> okay. oh my god that's hilarious yeah but
1: um, having, you know two different two different perspectives on you know the same title i mean that's pretty cool to look
0: at yeah it's, it's super dope it's super dope yeah. um so i want to bring it back in and uh so usually uh on this you know on this uh journey of my podcast i usually have been diving into to hip hop and and kind of the elements of it and I've, I'm definitely curious um I know that you know tech nine and and strange music they're they're definitely a big influence to to kind of the music that you do um I was also curious about like what other hip hop has like inspired you to 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 like make music and, and kind of keep going with it. Has it just always been like Tech Nine or has there been others in the mix?
1: No, no, it hasn't always been Tech Nine. Actually, believe it or not, I was really huge into the whole Juggalo scene when I first okay. started rapping. That was actually how me and Icepick uh, met. Uh, Although me and Icepick we met in high school, but I was playing some Boondocks on my phone. He's a Juggalo artist, and uh, he was like, "Oh shit, you're a Juggalo!" And I'm all, "Fuck yeah!" And so we we're all whoop whoop, and then <laughs> and I was like, "I rap," and he's like, "You rap? Oh, I'm rapper too!" And then so <laughs> it's really funny, like how it came about because he he used to hate the hell out of me. He was just like. You know, I was like this fat kid in high school and I was always quiet, never talked to anybody and I was goofy and, you know, all that shit. And, you know, so he'd always clown on me. But, like, ever since then, he was like, oh, you're cool. <laughs> I was like, It's oh. <laughs> so informed Dark Side is. And then we made we made a whole album, get this, right? So we made this, our whole album, Dark Side. Uh, it took a while for me to make the beats, but... When we wrote everything out, we wrote everything out in one night. All really? Out, yeah, like all 13 tracks, I believe it was, in one night. And we were just staying up, drinking coffee, smoking cigarettes. Because <laughs> my, mom, my mom would buy the carton of cigarettes, so I'd just go to the freezer and pull a pack out. And we'd just smoke cigarettes and write songs and... Then it took, like, three days for us to record the whole album. And this was, like, way back before I even, like, knew anything about mixing or mastering or anything. I just literally just recorded the vocals, and that that was it. You know, no no mixing, no nothing. So, we got our first show. Uh, it was with, uh, I don't know if you know who these guys are. You might. Uh, Illuminati. They were really yeah yeah they were really big back in the day, and uh, we were on their Axmas show, their first annual Axmas show. Oh, didn't you play in their second one?
0: I don't believe so. No.
1: No, that wasn't
0: me. I I don't think so. I I mean, shit, I might have. I don't
1: know. I don't know. I can't remember if it was. No, it was with me and me and Icepick. We were a group. So, I can't remember what show you were at, man. Anyway, so we played there. It was, like, a huge Juggalo scene, and, you know, it it was pretty cool. Uh, Then, when we branched out and made Joker's Wild Entertainment, and then we started, like, doing actually pretty big things. Like, we put together boondocks and kung fu vampire shows and fucking, uh, what if? Who did we book? We made a double book. Oh, we booked Potluck and ABK for the same show. And they were on different tours, but they were arriving in Utah for a show at the same time. So we made a double whammy with that one. Nice. We made, we made like three grand from that one, man. Our That's awesome. That one. No, it was a Boondocks one that we made three grand from. But we still made quite a bit of scratch from the from the ABK and Potluck one. Dope. But yeah, um, but really, what got me interested in rapping though is, uh my older brother. Uh, shout out wisdom. Uh, he was actually really big in the whole freestyle rap battle uh, scene.
0: Okay.
1: And uh, he just has like this weird style, but it works for him for like the way he presents his voice. But he was really good. Like he did the fast raps, he did the slow raps. You know, he was, he was very versatile, Um, still about the same subject, but he never really took it as far as I, as I'm taking it with rapping, you know, it's like like a hobby that he wanted to do something serious with, but never really got around to it.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, But yeah, he was my main inspiration to actually start rapping. because I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, I want to rap too. And so.
0: That's uh, dope though. Yeah. Yeah. my. I remember when I first um, when I first heard about you, uh, I believe you were still uh, in uh, Coincide. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and you guys like when I first saw you guys live, like you it blew me away. I was like, holy shit. Finally, a guy who can like that I can like listen to and like, you know, uh, and like relate to. Just not only with the subject matter, but the way you were rapping, like it was more on that strange type music stuff. Yeah. Um, and the the way you did it, that's what really drew me to you guys. Um, and I was a big fan. I was a big fan for a long time.
1: Oh, yeah. 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 We met. Ah, I can't remember if it was a bar show. No, we met Grizzly over at a bar show. And that's kind of how uh, you caught wind of us.
0: And yeah.
1: I mean, we, we mean you and uh, Fortray, we met at the – it was the, the recognized show, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it was.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, we put together that one, I believe. I think we put together that one um, as Joker's Wild Entertainment. But yeah, man, uh, that's when I first saw you. And I was just like, damn, I was talking to Fortray. We were at the bar, but we weren't. We were at the bar, but we weren't, like, watching your show, but we were watching from afar. We were like, oh, that's right. pretty good, you know, because you did that fast flow, and we were like, hell yeah, we should get a song with him, and then we started talking about it, and then uh, me and you talked after that, uh, after your performance. Uh, I believe it was at the bar, and that's when you gave me the bracelet that I still have, <laughs> Properly Puffin'. You still, you still do that, or, like, are you still part of Properly Puffin', or...?
0: So properly puffing is no more, unfortunately. Oh, uh, it it ended a while ago. There was a lot of conflicts with it. Um, kind of like um, there wasn't the same creative ideas um, on where it wanted to go, uh, and then financially it kind of just went to dust. Um, so definitely sad about it. But you know what? Being being a part of that movement and being a part of uh, you know that squad taught me a lot. Yeah, uh, It taught me a lot about management. It taught me a lot about, you know, um, how to promote things in the right way and, and kind of the business aspect of it. So I'm definitely proud um, that I had the opportunity to kind of be with that. But um, yeah. sadly, yeah, no more.
1: Yeah, that sucks, man. Yeah, because I definitely hard, but just uh, texting you a picture of the bracelet. It was still on my, I still have it though. Uh, it's just put away in a dresser somewhere, but yeah, like every year, I'd send you like a random photo of me wearing the damn bracelet. but like I still got it, I'm still rocking it.
0: To signify our friendship.
1: Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> I'm kind of weird like that, but you know, I'd, I'd like, i like to think it's pretty cool. <laughs>
0: it is. It is pretty cool. It is cool.
1: You know, but um, yeah. The, the funny thing about uh, management and all that, JWE, I was the CEO. I was like the face. But I didn't really do any legwork. I had other people do that for me. <laughs> so, so I still don't know jack shit. Like they were setting up all the shows and shit. And then, you know, I was just like, yeah, this is what's happening. <laughs> I was like, yeah.
0: I'm just here to confirm.
1: I'm just, yeah, I'm just here to be like, yep, it's happening.
0: <laughs> and then that's an actual CEO, though. Yep. That's what they do
1: hey so I was I was I was doing the damn thing <laughs> I was doing my part but like whenever we got paid though it was so stupid because when we'd get a grip of money we could have easily just like flipped that and then put it towards another show because before we paid for shows out of pocket yeah we could have easily flipped that put it towards another show so we can get more profit back but no our dumbasses, bought a new microphone and that was it (laughs) and it was like a two hundred dollar microphone oh Oh, no we got a mic stand but the rest of the money we partied that shit away (laughs) alcohol other things (laughs) And we were well, like, I mean, yeah, we're kings, but we were so young, you know. We were like twenty-one, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like,
0: like, I think anyone that's that young who like gets money off doing something that they actually enjoy, I think a lot of it can go to their head.
1: Oh yeah, it was it was fun though. Like, it was fun being dumb, but looking back on it, we totally would probably still be relevant. You know, I'd probably be a lot bigger than, you know, we are today. And, yeah. But it's okay, because that's life. You learn. You
0: know. Exactly. I think that's my issue with, like, um. you know, I've always been heavily into music, and I, you know, kind of try to do my best to kind of, you know, go about it in a very organic way. Like, I don't want to, you know, I've never been that type of guy to, like, pay for views or, or anything like that. I want everything to happen naturally and organically. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I think I think my problem is that I – I didn't pay a lot of attention to like, you know, like I said, the business aspect of it and actually, you know, doing it right until I got into like my late twenties. Yeah. But I think that's just mainly because I was a drug addict and I was just addicted to drugs and it really fucked me up hard. Damn. And all I cared about at that time was just music and 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 getting high. Like those are my two main things. Like I wanna write a verse today and I also want to be high as fuck. <laughs> 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 you know but
1: the thing um the is fucking writing a verse it could just it could just flow could
0: just well flow. I mean it it definitely has to. I mean when I was uh, so I was uh, for those who don't I probably have mentioned this before those who don't know I was in a group called Saint City back in the day um and we uh we definitely did our share of drugs and we would just do drugs and write music all night like it was a it was a nonstop thing. we did that for like a week. Um, and we had like fucking 50 songs, it seemed like, um, but that was literally like all we did. We, we literally didn't do anything else. Um, and that shit can really get to you. So I felt like when I got clean, um, I felt like I definitely had to play some catch up with myself and, and kind of learn how to do it in the right way.
1: Yeah. Uh, speaking of addiction and all that stuff, I was, I was kind of in the same boat. I say kind of because I was prescribed the drug. I was on Adderall. Okay. But uh, yeah, in 2018, I just kind of abused the shit out of that. But I do blame my doctor because he put me on 320 mils or yeah, 20 mils a day. Oh, shit. Yeah, so I'm like on 60 milligrams of fucking Adderall a day for three months straight man
0: damn dude
1: and so and you remember when i was uh, making the the remix tape
0: yeah
1: i was pumping out track after track i, I was up for two days making two fucking tracks and then <laughs> for you know a whole day wake up pop some more and fucking go right back at it again you know what i'm saying but yeah mixing that with a lot of alcohol it just really fucks with your mental state and
0: Oh without a doubt, dude. Without a doubt.
1: Bad. And so I just kinda had to rehabilitate myself and uh by because I ain't going to no damn rehab. It <laughs> out. I mean it was only three months, so I don't I I wouldn't say I was necessarily like that much addicted.
0: No, it could have been way worse.
1: Yeah, I could yeah, definitely. Could have sucked some dick for some fucking crack or something.
0: I know, dude. You don't ever want to get down to that level of being <laughs> addicted. That's a level you don't want to go.
1: Yeah, no. Um, but still, I mean, addiction is addiction, and you know, I kind of, I cleared away from it on my own, and it's been pretty awesome. And I don't drink as much as I used to anymore. I only drink That's cool. when I have the free time too. But like on work weeks, I don't like look forward to like. Getting home to drink, you know what I'm saying? Right it's after work.
0: it's pretty funny that you say that because, because I was looking, uh, I was looking on Facebook and I had seen, I think it was on your story, um, that you had bought the still the steel reserve blue ras. Oh yeah, well,
1: and those, you were
0: like, "Yo, this looks like a white man's four loco." <laughs>
1: yeah. It is though. It's kind of like the white man's four loco. I didn't. Apparently, there's a a pineapple and a strawberry flavor as well. <laughs> about it. I was like, what the fuck? This is <laughs> It's not as potent, but it's, it's actually not that bad.
0: That's it's what bad. you were saying. You were like, you know, it's not bad.
1: <laughs> I was dreading the taste of it. I was like, this is going to suck. This is going <laughs> to fucking suck. But no, <laughs> it actually surprised me.
0: It's funny because I like. I remember I was at the gas station a little while ago, and I had seen it, and I was like, you know what? I'm not. I may be blue. That's my shit, but I'm not <laughs> going that route, dog.
1: You should. You should go. There. I don't know if
0: I can. I don't like four locos though. I don't even like those.
1: Well, that's different. Four loco. Four loco is a much more potent drink. This is like four loco light. Should- <laughs> <laughs> four loco light. <laughs> <Three laughs> Got to patent that shit, dude. <laughs> It's 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 two or three loco, not four. <laughs>
0: loco. That's hilarious. <clears throat> uh, but that's good though, man. Uh, I'm glad that you know you got yourself on track and you're kind of going down a different path. Um, that's really really dope. Uh, and it's funny because I can like relate to that like uh, hardcore because uh, you know when I was on drugs, um, I got to that point to where I didn't want to do that anymore, and I told myself I was like, hey. I'm gonna get off this. I'm not gonna fucking go to rehab. I don't wanna fucking go through that shit. Uh, and I did. Like, it took three weeks. It took three weeks of kind of just in my room and, like, popping, like, methadone and stuff like that. But um, yeah, it was definitely, uh, definitely an eye-opening experience.
1: Oh, bro, you're kind of cutting out. Am I cutting out? Yeah.
0: Can you hear me now? Yes, sir. Okay, there we go. Uh, but yeah, so I, I definitely do. Methodone. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I was a hermit and I popped a bunch of methadone for like three weeks to get myself off. of it. Um, and it was, uh, like I said, definitely a, a rewarding experience to kind of, you know, go through that and get yourself off of it. It's definitely super rewarding.
1: Yeah. Without a rehab center and all that sh- I mean, shout out to all the people that actually do go to those centers and, you know, get their shit taken care of. Voluntarily, oh, yeah. not court ordered because <laughs> most likely just as soon as they're done with that shit, they get right back on it. But if you voluntarily do it and get yourself some help and hell yeah, which actually kind of reminds me of, uh, you know, the group Raptor to recovery, right?
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Those people, I mad respect. I have mad respect for those people.
0: Yeah. They same.
1: That. That's their platform. You know, they, yeah. You know, whole rap to recovery thing They just like go to these uh rehab meetings you know discuss their feelings and also they do music about it you know what i'm saying so i think that's a really cool new spin you know on a you know on that direction and i think it's pretty cool
0: it is dope and i actually i think they just actually got like a halfway house like they just bought one.
1: Oh yeah 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 yep yep they did
0: that's super dope. Yeah, it's definitely a, it's definitely an avenue that I think a lot of people could benefit from. Yeah. Um, and I think that they can learn a lot. You know what I mean? Because I think you're right. Like, when people are kind of forced to get off of it, um, they're not going to. Like, it's a will thing. You know what I mean? It's all in your head.
1: Yep. Yep, exactly. So that's cool, man. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. Very happy,
1: so- very happy for them. And that's that's a cool new direction to, you know, that's their... Uh, I, I shouldn't say like, you know how people have like uh, an image or, or whatever, but that's, that's their image that, you know, they pertain to, I don't even know if I'm, I think I'm butch- butchering the shit out of this. <laughs> There's a different way that I want to say this, but anyway, I, I just want to say much props to those guys and, you know, they're pretty definitely.
0: Perfect. Mad mad shouts out to Raptor Recovery. If you have not heard of Raptor Recovery, check them out. They are super dope. And the 2 is not TO, it's the it's number 2. Yeah.
1: Raptor Recovery,
0: which is uh yeah, so super super shout out. Shout out to Raptor Recovery. Um I wanted to change gears a little bit. Um so for um for me, um I definitely am in completely open to you know the evolution of hip-hop and how it's going uh, obviously it's not for everybody there's a lot of stuff that I would like I tolerate you know and there's a lot of stuff that I don't like and there's a lot of stuff that I do like but I'm curious to know um, kind of where where do you stand on like the hip-hop of today and where do you think it's gonna be headed towards oh,
1: nobody knows where it can head towards really this shit'll just change crazy and of course there's going to be a lot of haters about it me i'm kind of i'm neutral um i really love what they're more focused on is the vibe of things so it's not like how new shit is today it's not so much as lyrical which is kind of like it which annoyed the shit out of me at first like oh this is fucking lame but like after i just started listening to it cuz you know i'm forced to <laughs> cuz <there's> all that <laughs> That's pretty much all there is now. You you learn to appreciate the actual melodies, and it's just a vibe, you know. It's just something that you're supposed to vibe to. You're not really supposed to study it lyrically much, you know. But I'm neutral. I mean, I wouldn't go buy an album of you know that shit. I would more likely buy Tech Nine or Eminem. Uh, yeah, you know, um, but. I don't know. I, I kind of dig it. It just has to fit, you know, my vibe or if, if it's catchy enough, I'll listen to it. But I'm not going to like solely listen to it. But uh, I don't know. How do you feel about it?
0: You know, I'm uh, you know, I'm in that boat to where uh, I, I I agree with you. Like it has to be a vibe. Yeah. Um. You know, it has to be something to where um like I can feel the music. You know what I mean? um and if for me um you know lyrics like lyrics are they are a big part they are a big part to what i enjoy in music but they're not the most i don't know i think you if you have a catchy beat and you have like something catchy in your song like it definitely has potential to be dope um and it can be super simple you don't even have to have a lot of lyrics to it um but i think I can tell when somebody has like passion for something and can really put time into it and then someone who doesn't. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yep, yeah, that's for sure.
0: Like um there was um oh, man, I think they were so shitty that I just forgot like who it was. I think it would, no no oh, wait, no, I think it was Shoreline Mafia. I think that was too, it. Was. Um, but they, someone told me to listen to him and I, I listened to him and I was like, dog, this is just not for me. And it's not even that I trashed it. I didn't say it was like garbage or anything like that. I just said it simply was not for me. Um, and I think I can just tell that with a lot of artists. I mean, I'm ne- never trying to knock anybody in their hustle and in, in what they do. Cause I always feel you should do whatever you want, whatever's going to make you happy, do it. Yeah. Um, but it's not gonna be everyone's cup of tea. Just like I know my music is not everyone's cup of tea. Um, it's just one of those things where you have to do what makes you happy and and you know, do what you feel is necessary. Um and if that means fucking doing mumble rap, then fucking do mumble rap. If that means doing metal music, then do metal music, you know, do whatever makes you happy.
1: And if you're someone like me and, you know, you find one person that doesn't appreciate your music, then you just get pissed off and you say, fuck them.
0: Yeah, because uh, honestly, like, even like, even if I, uh, you know, if, if I were to get famous tomorrow morning and all of a sudden I was this big, huge rap star, there's definitely going to be people out there like, dude, this guy fucking sucks. This is not my fucking style. You know what I mean? You know, so you know matter what you do, you're always gonna have hate.
1: Yeah, but let's just let's just backtrack on that a little bit though. But if you were to wake up in the morning and you were just immediately famous, the people that were shunning you or like putting you on the back burner all this time will immediately be like, Oh, this guy's so dope. I know him back since <laughs> suicide or whatever, you know, like <laughs> sit back and properly puffing productions. This guy's dope, blah blah blah, and immediately support you. But as soon as like though you will be grateful for it, but you'll notice that it's fake, right? And so you yeah just put them on the back burner. Then that neglect will turn them to hate you. And then they'll be like oh fucking sucks blah 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 <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just, that's just how it goes. And it's just like, well, motherfucker, you should have been a day one. I <laughs>
0: like, yeah. You know? I think it's, um, I think it's just one of those things to where, you know, you have to learn to just love yourself and, and trust your process and, and, and kind of know what works for you. Yeah. Um, And I think people will hear that through your music, you know? Yeah. Um, and It's funny because like, um, do you, uh, so let me ask you a question. Like, do you ever think of like, um, do you ever think of marketing differently than you do now?
1: All the time. I think of, I try to think of new ways to market myself and my music and all that shit. I just don't know what to do. Like I know that every, every person that markets their own music has their own signature way of doing it. Yeah. And it's a signature way that, works for them and it works damn good i have not found mine yet (laughs) i'm still searching and like it's hard yeah i don't know i don't know the business you know and i don't i don't i'm not really business savvy so i
0: still and i think i think it's tough too with like so many so many different markets out there these days to where you can platform your music you know like At first, it was just like, hey, like put your music on like Facebook and you know, whatever YouTube. Uh, and then it's like, then Instagram comes in, so now you got to do it on Instagram. Uh, but then Snapchat comes out, so now you got to include Snapchat. Now you have TikTok, so now you got to go in and get a TikTok. All these things just to market. I'm just gonna, you know what? I'm gonna take it, I'm gonna take a piece out of your book, I'm gonna get some physical CDs, I'm gonna drop them off at elementary school. Some COVID stops. There you go. go. Like, that's honestly, I've I actually really put in some thought about that. Like, we should, like, be marketing our music to, like, these young, young kids. Like, kids who are in, like, fucking junior high. Yeah. Because they're the ones who are going to spread that shit. Like, all my fucking friends, they're, like, in their late 20s, early 30s, and they fucking, you know, they care about music, and they'll then to listen to a track or whatever, but they're not going to fucking go ham and fucking spread that shit to every person they know.
1: Yeah, you no. Know? Not- how it was when we were all younger man
0: yeah so I've been looking I've been trying to think of like different approaches to, to kind of market myself and I really really do not do not want to make a TikTok I really have put my foot down told myself I'm not going to make one I still haven't I probably won't but I, I don't want to go down that avenue I,
1: I made a TikTok
0: <laughs> of course you did
1: it was. I only did one little video though. What'd you do? It was a stupid thing. So it's like one of these audio recordings, and it's like this depressing sounding type of dude. And then like at the end of it, he's like, "I'm a potato." <laughs> so it was just like I was just trying it out. I was just like, "All right, let's see what this shits
0: about." Oh my god!
1: And so yeah, it was just weird, but it it wasn't for me really. So I was I, I never went on that app again
0: that's funny uh, Canadian,
1: uh, i tried it out and it didn't work out
0: yeah uh so i have a question uh so you um now this was a while ago i haven't really seen any updates since but uh it seemed like you were actually taking a stab at like some actual like like comedy there for a minute i saw uh, you doing some skits and stuff whatever happened to that
1: um really my laptop died so i couldn't Edit the videos the way ah. I at the way I wanted to anymore, and so I stopped doing it. But then, ever since I got my laptop back, or I got a new laptop, so I can create this music, um, I just didn't really find the drive to do any funny videos anymore, and so I just kind of like stopped. I might pick back up on it again sometime soon, but it it doesn't seem very likely at this at this moment in time.
0: <laughs> I but, I mean, yeah, I was, funny.
1: Yeah, it it was getting pretty funny for a minute, and I was getting a lot. I I was actually getting a lot more reaction than my actual fucking music, which was kind of pissing me off. But I was like, "Fuck it, I'll ride the wave," you know? Yeah. I was also I was also very depressed. I was going through a very dark time, and comedy just seemed like something to at least lift my spirits. You know, I was going through the whole divorce, and yeah, you know. And this was this was before I even found out about my dad you know, as well. So really, I was just trying to find a way because I couldn't record any music because I didn't have any studio equipment. I had my laptop, but I mean, the only songs that I could record was like through my phone. And then I'd send the phone vocals over to my laptop. But that was just some rough draft type shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was really jonesing to do something productive.
0: I feel you. I, I feel you for sure. Yeah. Uh, I was kind of in the same boat, um, and it was kind of at the beginning of this year, um, right when the right when the shutdown kind of happened. Um, and, and just to give you a little bit of context, uh, I was, like, making so many songs. So, like, from maybe, like, July of last year all the way up until probably, I would say, like, February, March, February, um, I was making, like, so many songs and um covid hit you know pretty hard and we got the shutdown and that meant that my uh you know Audix uh, my uh engineer he had also shut down yeah. he wasn't letting anybody come in and he had told me prior he's like icy look man you're making a lot of songs here you know you need to slow it down buddy and i was like okay you're right you're right um and so i tried to figure out kind of like another avenue that i could do uh, and that's when I kind of turned to script writing, um, like just writing movies and just writing little shorts and, and stuff like that. Oh, nice. So that's kind of what took up my time. So like I was in kind of the same, but I mean, I was still I mean, I was kind of depressed from losing my job and stuff like that because that was kind of shitty. But yeah, um, I, uh, I just needed like something else to fill my time, something that I feel would be productive. And like writing, like just doing script writing felt like the, the biggest thing for me.
1: And as being as being a creator, as being an artist, you know, if one thing's taken away from you, you have to find something, you know, just to make you feel productive again. You know, do something productive. Yeah. Writing. That's pretty cool. I was actually uh, in the works of creating like a little web series with Opie. Oh, sick. Uh, But that plan fell through because there were other projects that they were working on but it's yeah. going to be like this show called the Grimly adventures. And it's about like people that die, but it's like a whole comedy thing though. So it's like, uh, one of my little, uh, comedy episodes, sketches or whatever. Um, this dude is like watching porn on Pornhub. Right. And then there's those ads for like, make your dick bigger. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so we clicked on it and then he bought, you know, these pills that, uh, we're supposed to be supposed to make his dick bigger. So the pills come in the mail, right? And then he takes like two or three of them and they're not really boner pills. They're just filled with fucking fentanyl. So
0: <laughs> oh shit.
1: And he died. And then, you know, we just make fun of him like, Ha, you thought you was gonna get a a bigger dick, like, haha, now you're dead. You know, like <laughs> it's it's like a dark goddamn kind of Chris, but like yeah, it, it, it would have worked, but it also fell through because uh, the way we planned everything out. Yeah. It was, there was just too many things that we would have needed for props. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And we don't have that budget. And we were like, well, fuck it. Let's, what if we make it into a cartoon? And they were like, we don't have the budget for that either. It costs a lot of money to have, you know, animations drawn out. And I was like, fuck, you know? So. Yeah, that, that plan fell through, and so, but it's still, it's still a pretty cool idea, though. That's yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah, but if you want to get to work on something, you know what I'm saying, you're writing scripts, I think I can act. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like I you know, it's funny, cool. it, tri- it tripped me out when I was like, uh, you know, because I was starting to, uh, you know, kind of get into that uh, that community, that filmmaker community and, yeah. and reaching out and stuff like that. And that's when I had discovered fucking uh, Opie, you know, being quite the little actor. Yeah. And I yeah. did not even know that at all. I thought I was, you know, I thought he was just like this, uh, you know, this rapper dude in Ogden. Uh, but no, he, I saw him. He did a, um, so he did a monologue as fucking Ryan Gosling. I yeah. think from,
1: from The Notebook, yeah.
0: And it was so good. I was, was like, this is actually really good.
1: Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> He's he's actually been in movies, um, you know, small roles, though. Yeah. um, Yeah, he's been in movies. He's done a shit ton of commercials.
0: It's crazy.
1: It's awesome. That dude is on the grind. He is. That dude surpasses, I think, anybody in the state of Utah as far as grinding because he'll do anything he can just to get exposure and his name out and, you know. Yeah if it means fucking starring in a fucking Lorno, a light porno, then he'll fucking do it. (laughs) (laughs) He'll take whatever, man. He'll take fucking... (laughs) He'll take a boner pill ad for Pornhub or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever the fuck you need, bro. I'm on it. He'll be on it. But he's been landing some pretty damn... uh, some pretty decent roles.
0: Yeah, he's been pretty busy. I think he was like just... uh... I think the last thing was he like a zombie or a dead body or something?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he was a dead body.
0: Yeah, that's actually super dope. I love it when I just think it's really cool when like, uh, you know, people who are creative like musically can kind of make that that transition, um, you know, into into movies. Um, one uh, one um, example that I had of that was um, so. Do you know who? Uh, do you know who Wild is? No. Um, so Wildcard, I believe he's from, I believe, I believe he's from Washington, um, but he had uh, he had come out here, um, and we had done a show with him in uh, overtime, um, and super super nice dude and, and stuff like that. And then he had told me um, he had or he had told everybody he goes, hey hey guys, I want you to watch uh, watch The Walking Dead. You might get a surprise. And everyone was just like, you know, what the fuck? What are you talking about? And it turns out he was like a dead body at the beginning that got turned into a zombie. Oh, nice. And I thought that was so cool that, you know I mean? You're like this rapper, you know, that I I never heard about until you came here. And then all of a sudden you're in The Walking Dead. What? And you get like the main like zombie role at the beginning. That's super dope.
1: That is dope, man. Yeah, to be, to stay relevant, you have to do a whole bunch of shit.
0: Yeah.
1: Anything as far as entertainment, you know, and especially if you're, starting out or well not starting out but you know you get some experience in the field but then you still want to find a way to make your name out there and right people just find ways to do it and they get put on shows or you know small acting bits or whatever you know anything to stay relevant right Ob taylor and you know guys like that or wild card they can do that man and that's and that's awesome
0: Yeah, it's super, super dope. I told Opie I was like, you know what? I I I always did want to be like an actor when I was younger, but I think when I was younger, I just didn't have the patience for it. Like I always wanted things to be like now. Like I didn't want to have to fucking go through acting classes for like years and then fucking do all this bullshit for like years. Um but but yeah, it's still definitely I'm I would still I would act if I got the opportunity. Like probably, I wouldn't probably go out and like audition for anything. But if someone came up to me today and was like, "Yo, bro, got this part. We think you'd be great for it. Will you audition?" I would totally do it.
1: Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, yeah. You wouldn't you wouldn't turn something like that down. And be like, You know, fuck yeah, let's go for it.
0: Yeah, I don't know if you ever knew, but um, I'll tell you right now, uh, I should be super famous. Let me give you a little bit of context.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. So when I was younger, as I said, I wanted to be—you want to be an actor. Um, I did do some lessons, uh, and then I got this—we um, had got this casting call. It was a casting call for Nickelodeon, and it was for uh, for a new show that they wanted to do. I was like, "Hey, cool, I'm about it." And so I like made this—I um, made this little tape made it with my mom. Um, it was a—it uh, was for—it uh, was for all that. The TV show.
1: <laughs>
0: Hell yeah. And so we, um, they actually did reach back out to us. They call us back and they said, Hey, we would like you to come do like a live audition. So, we're like, okay, cool. So we, we flew out to LA. Uh, we were there for like just like a day. And uh, I'm sitting in this room. There's a, there's a shit ton of kids there, right? All different ages. And shit, you not, across the room, who do I see sitting there? The fucking Keenan Thompson. Didn't know who he was, you know. He's just an average kid, right? But I right, swear to right. God, that was him, sitting on the far side of the room. So, oh, yeah. it, you know, I am nervous because there's a lot of kids there. I go in, I do my thing. We we leave. They they gave us like a complimentary dinner, um, so we went and got dinner, and then we 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 flew back home. Like a few weeks later, got the got the news that I didn't get the role. But who did get that fucking role? But Keenan Thompson, that bastard. That bad I should be I should be in the I should be in the spotlight right now. I should be running strip clubs and, and be on SNL.
1: You know what? I have somewhat of a similar story. It's not as cool as yours though.
0: <laughs> I want to hear it
1: though. Okay. So I was a little baby, right? And so I would hope that, so. Uh, <laughs> no, I had that Benjamin button. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, there was this there was this race, right? It was like a little baby race for diapers. It was for uh, Huggies diapers. Ironically, I work in the, the place that makes Huggies diapers. But um, I got first place and got like I think it was like a year or two year supply of free diapers and wipes and shit. So I saved my parents a lot of money with that. So I'm a winner for one. <laughs> I was in a commercial as a baby, not for Huggies. It was like, uh, it was for a telethon and I had one line and my brother, my oldest brother, Jeremy was in there in the commercial too, for the telethon Mm -hmm. and like his friends were part of it. And so my one line was telethon. And so fucking my brother's all holding me as a baby and he's like, say it. And I was like, telethon. And then I fucking, just like shyly turn into my my brother's shoulder, just hiding my face. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I have I have acting experience, bro. I was in a fucking commercial. You
0: were in a fucking commercial, weren't you? I,
1: I was the commercial. <laughs> I made, made that commercial. <laughs>
0: They're
1: like, you know, that kid's too damn cute.
0: Kids got know, fucking talent.
1: For the new Gerber baby.
0: <laughs>
1: I didn't have enough hair on my head, so they they denied me.
0: They denied you for that. Of course, they would.
1: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm balding, um, so.
0: <laughs> but no, I mean it is super dope, though. It is super dope to you know see already creative pe- people take their creativity and put it towards something something else and something different. Which is why I was so happy that you had done that comedy stuff. If you ever get back into it, dude, let me know. I would be more than happy to join you on that journey or just oh, watch yeah. you. You know, watch your stuff. I like as I would always, always sound pretty funny.
1: Yeah, I I think I do need to get back into it, because now that we're talking about, you know, finding other ways uh, to stay relevant, you know, in the entertainment scene, you know, I probably should pick back up on it. But yeah, definitely. I'm more than happy to have, you know, sketch collaborators and and (laughs) because doing it by yourself is kind of like, I don't know, it kind of got boring for me, too. you know. Yeah. So having another perspective.
0: You know, yeah, I mean the fucking the writers of Rick and Morty are not just fucking Justin Roiland and fucking Dan Harmon. Yeah, so there's a reason there's a whole fucking team of people who are writing that show.
1: Yeah. Also, but I would need a, a better camera too.
0: You do need uh, you do need a better camera.
1: Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> fucking uh, yeah, man. Um, what what do you got going on uh, right now, music wise?
0: um so music wise right now i've got an album that's uh, gonna be coming out shortly i'm almost finished with it uh it's called ictus um it's a super super good album man like I'm, I'm, re- I'm really proud of it um it's definitely something that I, I completely poured my heart and soul into um and i think it's about i want to say maybe 13 tracks um but it's it's some really really good material um and it really kind of displays kind of what i've been going through the past year uh with just all my ups and downs and and things like that uh but yeah that's pretty much it for that like i've got um i've got some other stuff kind of planned on the way i don't necessarily know if it's going to be an album or not um but uh i definitely will have some singles too to release uh i've mainly just been so busy with uh you know my video cinematography like doing blues films and, and doing music videos and stuff like that yeah um but, uh, but yeah, uh, definitely uh, look out for that album coming soon.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Anytime you post anything about your music, man, I'm on top of it. Hell, yeah. yeah listen to it, all that. I I'm a, that. I'm a big fan of Icy Blue.
0: <laughs> and I'm a big fan of Dr. Graham. No, you're not. Okay. Yes, I am. I'm the one who told you. So just forgive give you guys, the listeners here, a little context. Grim would send me goddamn rough drafts of everything. I swear I have the whole album in my like history. It's true. It is. Uh, and I kept telling him, I was like, dude, I love your stuff, dude, but I want to hear the final product. Give me that goddamn album. Because that's what I care about. I care about the full story. I care about the full music. I want to hear every little bit
1: you'll of get, You'll get the full story when it's out. I'm not... Uh, <laughs> I don't want to... Do any like too many spoilers or anything about yeah. like the whole side of the story but yeah like you said with your project you know everything's done with your you know wholeheartedly your full put your heart and soul into it it's yeah the thing i'm doing with this because 22 my album is um i don't know if you know this maybe maybe i told you but um the whole idea of 22 uh Emmett Smith's number was 22 and you know we're Dallas Cowboys fans so we made up this game me and my dad uh anytime that we would see the number 22 we would just point it out like kind of like slug bug Uh, 22 island you know yeah be the number 21 would be 21 22 island or if we see like a two in one spot and another two somewhere else you know like two, two, twenty-two. 22. I went, you know, so it was like, it was, it was a pretty fun game that only me and my dad did.
0: That's like, awesome, man.
1: With my dad passed, and I wanted to do something to like remember him by or, you know, have, have that essence of him in there. And, you know, also there's songs, you know, about my dad, you know, uh, showing my regret for not wanting to be in contact with him and all that stuff. And, yeah. you know, also along that, you know, with, uh, my problems with my divorce and you know stuff like that so it's like it's really soulful and it's a almost every track has a new type of sound and i'm being i'm trying to be very versatile with this album
0: yeah
1: it's gonna be be fucking beautiful and magical but after this album um i'm working with somebody that has uh actual band equipment oh cool actually record you know actual band equipment so i'm thinking about putting an ep after the album throwing that out there kind of like uh you know clusterfuck oh yeah tech nine did that um that's kind of like what i'm planning on doing with this ep after 22 so nice man but i want to finish this project first
0: oh for sure you definitely want to back this as much as you can uh, and i definitely am definitely looking forward to listening to it front to back and uh, definitely can't wait to hear it oh yeah um but yeah so um yeah we, so we got about uh, we got about one minute left um thank you guys so much for for kind of you know tuning in with us here on blues talk season two um Graham, thank you so much for having or for coming on the show i uh, really do appreciate that um you want to quickly just tell the people where they can find your stuff if they want to check you out right now
1: Um, yeah, uh, so (laughs) there's not really much. I'm kind of a hole in the wall artist, but um, SoundCloud is like the only spot or YouTube. Um, so Dr. Grimm, D R, period, G R I, double M. Uh, you can find me there, but mainly on SoundCloud. Um, Uh but yeah, I don't really have much because I suck at self promoting.
0: No, you're fine. But
1: I'll, but I'll get there. I'll get there. You guys. You will. You will. Listen to a lot more content coming up pretty soon. Pretty nice. Well,
0: all thank right, you. people. Well, um, but Grim, thank you so much again. Really do appreciate that. And for all my listeners, we will catch you on the next episode. You have a good night. Peace.